What if receiving a large amount of scripture at one time is easier than it ever has been? Welcome back to Day by Day with Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Shane Gerhardt, and this is episode 13. Now, recently, I found myself to be pretty busy, so I've been looking at other ways where I can receive scripture on the go. And one of the best ways that I've been able to find it is through the YouVersion Bible app because now they have a feature where they actually read it off to you. And the beauty of it is when you're actually looking at it, it moves down the page for you so you can actually follow along. So I've been putting this on and listening to it as I go, as I drive. And when I'm pulled over or I'm not in my car driving, I can actually follow along and read it and get large amounts. Now, the reason I have been doing this lately is because the Holy Spirit has been teaching me how to read scripture with the eyes of perceiving how it relates to me currently. So what I'm doing is I'm going through scripture and as I'm moving through it, I'm asking the question, does this story relate to me right now? And the basis of that is because when I say, yes, this actually this relates to me. And what I could do is I can look at my life through a story that actually keeps me separated from it so I can take a different perspective on what's going on. Because Einstein had said it before, you can't solve a problem on the same consciousness that the problem was caused in. <clears throat> so in essence, he's saying... If you're really angry and you cause a situation, a problem, while you're in anger, you're not going to be able to solve it when you're still in anger. You have to step back and calm down to be able to go back to that solution. That's why a lot of people, when they get in arguments, they just need to take a step back from the argument, walk around, get some air, calm down, and then come back and they can actually see the situation at a different perspective. So this actually allows you to look at it from a new angle than you can when you're just thinking about what's going on in your daily life. It actually allows you to see blind spots continuously. So this is what he's been showing me and going along. So as I'm reading through it or if I'm listening to it, every single section, I'm like, all right, does this relate to me now? Is this relating to me to now? Is this relating to me now? A lot of it, I was like, no, no, it's not. But what was cool is that I actually ended up going through the whole book of Matthew in a very short period of time, and I'm like, even though I was finding stuff that wasn't necessarily relating to me at the current time, because that's, that's the reasoning of why I'm going into Scripture right now. This is just a different way of going into the Word. There's multiple angles and perspectives that you can go in looking to Scripture for. This is the one I'm doing currently with Holy Spirit. But the beauty of it is, He actually was able to bring up a scripture that spoke so well to me at the current time. It was as if, here's what happened when I was listening to it. It was, let me take a look here. Remember the actual address of it. So it was Matthew 20. It was talking about going out and finding workers for the vineyard. And as I was listening to it, once I heard it kind of going along, I, I was kind of half listening to it as I was driving. And then all of a sudden, that's all I could think of. It was just, it was highlighted on my mind. It was all I was seeing across 
my imagination. I stopped daydreaming as I was kind of listening to it because it's what I sometimes do because I'm, I'm still focused on the road, but I'm also trying to listen and it's easy to get distracted and daydream as I'm going through that. But all of a sudden, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm not hearing anything else. Like the audio is still going through the rest of the chapter and I'm just like fixated on what was just spoken. And so I took that as a hint. I'm like, oh, okay, I need to turn aside and press into that because I didn't have the immediate thing of like, yep, that I'm relating to that right now. That's it. No, that's not what was going on. Holy Spirit kind of brought it to my attention, but it was now my turn to turn aside. It's similar to how Moses saw the burning bush. In that time, there were many burning bushes going around. Seeing a burning bush was not uncommon, but he's had to turn aside. Like, this one seems different. And so I had to take notice of that little feeling like, huh, this is interesting. It's all I can think of. It's, it's hitting me a little bit differently. Let me press into this a little bit more. Let me go pause what I'm going back and listen to it again. And, but this time actively looking at it and saying, all right, Holy Spirit, how does this relate to me? And the story essentially goes, a man went out and looked for workers for his vineyard and he said, hey, he found a group of workers. He's like, hey, I'll give you one denarius if you work for me through the day. And they're like, okay, cool. And he goes out a few hours later and he finds another group of workers. He's like, yeah, go and work for me and I'll, I'll pay you one denarius. And then a couple, later, a couple hours later, he goes out and sees some more workers. And he's like, yeah, go work for me. I'll pay you. And they had only worked for like an hour or two. And when all the workers came to collect their pay, the workers that had been there all day saw that they was giving the ones that have only been there for an hour one denarius. So they thought they were going to get more because they had worked more. And when it had come time for them to receive their pay, he gave them one denarius. And they're like, what the heck? Why did you give us the same pay as you did for the people who only worked an hour? He's like, I'm not cheating you. I had an agreement with you. You do a full day's work, I'll give you one denarius. It's my business. I'm allowed to pay any worker what I choose to pay them. But I'm not cheating you because you agreed on this amount. I can do what I want with my business. And I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, what the heck is going on? And then it was as if I was thinking and there was kind of like a shadow or darkness within my imagination and a light bulb came on and it showed what was going on. He was relaying that to me on the differences between people who have been following God for 10, 20, 50 years and the difference between people who have been following him for a week or a year or a few months. How it's common in certain areas that people will begin to receive Holy Spirit and hear his voice so quickly and powerfully operate in amazing signs and wonders and miracles going out. Every person they touch gets healed. They're receiving visions. They're getting prophetic words. They're seeing in the spirit. They're doing all these amazing things immediately. And people who have been following Jesus for 10, 20, 30 years who have been trying to do this aren't doing this as easily as they are. And they're like, what the heck? This isn't cool. God, wh why are they doing it better than me? And I know I've struggled with this too because I was on both sides of the spectrum. When I came 
to Jesus and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and he began to speak to me, I began to hear his voice very quickly. And through that, I started learning techniques on how to do this because it was on my heart to show others how to hear his voice, how to experience him. And as I was going through, I was experiencing amazing signs and wonders, which I'll get into another time. And I found out later on that it made people angry because people have been following God for years and years and years and not experiencing what I was experiencing. And then recently, I'm looking at other people who are coming to Jesus and experiencing even more than what I'm experiencing. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on? And I was at church recently, and one of the pastors had talked about hunting dogs. And there would be a pair of two going out. And when one dog would hear or smell or see something and turn to it, even if the other dog did not see, hear, or smell, he would turn with it as well and look in the same direction of the other dog. It's called honoring the point. And so he's, the whole message of that was to say, if you're not feeling God, if you're not hearing Holy Spirit, if you're not feeling him, but others are, then even if you don't feel it, turn to it and try and see what they're seeing. Try and experience what they're experiencing. Go off of what they're feeling and maybe you'll get your own encounter with that. It comes from this place of changing your perspective instead of looking at it in ways of, wow, I'm so angry. I'm not feeling what they're feeling. They're seeing something I'm not seeing. They're hearing what I'm not hearing and getting so frustrated. They're saying, Actually, let me honor what you're feeling and come with you. And I know I've struggled with this. This is a new experience. I, I've been in situations where Holy Spirit would show up in a room and it would be as if a weight would fall on me so hard and I'd be pushed on the ground and I can't move. It's like being in those rides in the fairs that spin so fast that you're pushed against the wall and you can start walking on the wall while it's spinning because of the pressure. It's kind of like that going on and all of a sudden I start laughing or crying and all these things and I've been in rooms where I'm not feeling anything and other people are doing that. Other people are laughing or crying or they're pushed on the floor. I'm like, what the heck? And then this is one of the things that Holy Spirit shared with me. He said, begin to ask me, how can I complement what they're feeling? How can I add to what they're feeling and experiencing? And it's this shift from comparing yourself to them to becoming a co-heir with them. Think about it. Scripture says that we're co-heirs with Christ. We've been co-crucified, co-buried, co-risen. And if I'm experienced Christ and I'm co-with him, then that means someone else is as well. And that means we can partner with our brothers and sisters in Christ and come alongside with them. So he, he has a simple shift of saying, hey, 
Look and see how you can complement what they're feeling with what you bring to the table. And, it, and he brought back to the scripture of mind in Corinthians, when, I believe it's Corinthians, where Paul's talking about the body. He's like, the hand is no greater than the leg. The eyes are no greater than the ears. They all work together as a body, as one. So if someone's experiencing Holy Spirit in a way that I'm not, well, how can I come alongside with them and increase what's happening with what I bring to the table? And this is such a simple shift, but it changes so drastically because it also brings into mind, he was sharing with me the scripture of the creature in heaven with multiple eyes in Revelations. And it says every time it sees a new perspective of God, he goes, holy, holy, holy. Whoa. And then he sees a new perspective of God. It's like, holy, holy, holy. So what this allows us to do is when someone's experiencing God in a way that we probably have, but we're not in the moment, this allows us to come and see their gifting in a new perspective and also our own gifting in a new perspective as a way to complement what they have. Because if we ask the simple question, we come to Holy Spirit and we say, hey, Holy Spirit, how can I add to what they're experiencing? How can I complement it? And if we can bring ourselves back into our imagination or a place that we've created to experience Holy Spirit, and I go into deeper detail in a previous episode, so go back and listen. If we can bring ourselves back where we're practicing to hear Holy Spirit's voice and we listen after we ask a simple question, He may actually bring us to a point where it's no longer... Why am I not experiencing that? He's like, I want to give you something new. Did you know that you can operate this way too? Now, it's kind of like a video game, right? There's a video games. Um, they're called role-playing games, open-world games, where you can just wander around the map. <clears throat> and the way that some of them are built are you can complete one mission, but you can do it five different ways. Some people like to be a warrior, so they just like to run in and just and then slash everything with a sword and just try and attack it head on. There's people that like to be ranged, so they'll take a bow and arrow and they'll shoot from a distance and try and kill everyone. There'll be people that are rogues and they'll come around the side and hide in the shadows and try and take out the enemies that way. There'll be people that are supporting characters and they have the uh, uh, potions to heal them and they'll be helping them and making sure that everyone's safe. There'll be other ones that go just around and collect information and scout. So what if each a person experiencing God in a way was the opportunity for you to switch roles? Just for example, let's say you're a warrior and you like to just go in and rush things and attack. And God's like, actually, I have this person doing that right now. I want you to come around and be a rogue or, or be silent, be experiencing in a new way that you don't normally play as. Doesn't Jesus say that we operate in multiple facets? I mean, as a king, a priest, multiple different angles. We have multiple different gifts. There's multiple ways to kind of go and interact with him. I mean, God is infinite. We can't just box him up into this finite thing 
And if he can't be boxed, then wouldn't our spirit be similar to that? Wouldn't there be actually ways to operate in this world and the spirit world connected in multiple different angles? And this is what Holy Spirit's saying. He's like, come to me, listen to me, and ask me the question, how can I complement what they're experiencing or add value to what they're experiencing because the opportunity to play and experiencing God in a way that you have yet to is now available to you in that moment. You may be in a place right now where you're not hearing Holy Spirit's voice very well and others are and it could be angering you, making you mad or discouraged. But Holy Spirit's waiting for you to experience him, him, experience him in a way that you have yet to or maybe you have, but you haven't practiced doing that very much. It was a very minor thing. You're like, oh, that was cool. Dan McCollum has a saying. That he says you need to move from things that have become instinct to intentionality. Or I, I believe it's actually... You need to move from things that were intuitive to intentionality, meaning things that you experience on accident or just going through the motions. You actually need to switch that up and figure out a way to be able to turn that on. And this is the opportunity that Holy Spirit's giving you to experiencing him in a new way or even yourself. A lot of us have yet to even discover who we are, our own identity. So that's my challenge to you. If you're experiencing, you're in an area where others are ex in experiencing God that you, in a way that you're not, ask Holy Spirit, turn back into him and say, how can I compliment what they're doing? How can I add value to them? We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're co-heirs with Jesus. And if we're co-heirs, they're co-heirs. So we can come and cooperate with them together. This is Day by Day with Holy Spirit, and I'm your host, Shane Gerhard. We'll see you next time.